0: And, and I'm gonna do some fasting coming into the new year. Now I want to understand something. Fasting isn't twisting God's arm to get him to do what you want. Fasting is you getting your place self in a place where you can hear clearly from God. And coming into 2019, we're gonna need some clear direction because I'm not, I'm not a prophet of doom and gloom, but there's doom and gloom coming. And I said, I heard this, I heard this, and somebody said, Well, you know the Antichrist, and there's many antichrists, and oh, what are we gonna do? I said, I know Jesus Christ. And he trumps the antichrist. So I'm not walking around and like, oh, what's going to happen? I don't care what happens. I'm in Christ. Yeah. Now, do I care what happens? Yes. But I'm not going to live my life based on what. when's the next shoe going to fall. If it falls, let it fall right on me so I can go to heaven. People say, what if we have a nuclear weapon? I'm putting a target on my house. Poof! I'm gone. That's it. My own, my, I, you know. I'll have my own, my own uh, rapture. You know, I don't believe in the rapture. Then don't worry about it. You know, if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, great. Live for Christ today. So I, wanted to, I want to invite you to join us in that. Um, I won't necessarily do a Daniel fast, but I will do a different type of fast, or a fast um, coming into the new year, so I can get vision and hear clearly from God as well. But I encourage you um, to do that. So I want to invite you to a Daniel fast okay uh, if you don't like vegetables you'll learn to like them at the end of 21 days <laughs> praise God now listen I want to get right into this there's a lot of things this is the Holy Ghost is doing something today he is, yes, he is. and and this is I, I'm if you want to call this I don't know there's really not a title but it's a it's it's we're going I'm to a continuation of this all things that I started but for whatever reason and I just feel like there's a spiritual shotgun going out today. There's just going to be a bunch of stuff that God's trying to do a whole bunch of stuff at one time. And I'm okay with that. I get a little bit insecure like, well, God, you know, I'm over here and I'm on a rabbit trail over here. and I'm a... But you know what? I trust God. I've learned a long time ago, you just trust God in what God's going to do and people will hear what they need to hear in Him. Amen? But I want to get back to this all things and I'm going to bring it back. Tiffany, I'm going to bring it back to what you shared with me. It's because that you are spot on. Um, and I'll share a little bit about that when I get to it. But we are talking about God has given us all things. When you get born again, the Holy Spirit moves in. He pulls up his spiritual U-Haul, if you will, and says, I'm here. I'm moving in. And guess what? The rest of the stuff you got to clear up. Even that closet that you don't want anybody to see The Holy Spirit's going to mess with it. So when he moves in, the Bible says he has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Okay? Now, does that mean we're perfect in it? No. But what it means is that we have been given all things that's in us. Only the enemy tries to come and tell you you lack something. He's the one that comes and accuses you, well... You know, you look at you did this and you did this and you're not there. And you know what? There may be some areas I'm not there yet, but that doesn't mean I don't have it. I just haven't learned how to use it quite right yet. And I will get it. I may not have it all yet, but I'll get it. It's like this. If you've got all things, it's like a mechanic or a carpenter. Well, or a Gary. It's like this. God's given you all things so that no matter what circumstances comes up, you're equipped to deal with it. It's like a mechanic He's got every tool that he needs so that when something comes in nothing there's nothing that he doesn't have to be able to fix that. Now he may have to learn get on a manual and learn how to I'm not sure exactly how this tool works but I'll get on a manual. I'll get in the manual. I'll, I'll get in the manual and I'll find it and I'll figure out how to use that tool because I've been given all things. Now, here comes the part of the sermon that I'm going to tell you right now. I cringe When I put it together, I cringe when I say it. I don't like it, but I have to do it. James chapter 1. Good old James, the Hebrews of the New Testament. Yeah. The Proverbs, I would say James, the Proverbs of the New Testament. Right, that's what I'm trying to say. Hebrews is in the New Testament after all. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces this ugly word called patience. But let patience have its perfect work. Now look at this, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, does this mean that if I have patience, I'm perfect? No. What it does mean is that everything God has given you is perfect. You lack nothing and you, you can, um, you are, let me read it again. You are perfect and complete. But well, where does that start? That starts with faith. Faith in who? The faith in Jesus Christ. So, I'm going to say something right now. If you do not have Jesus Christ, you do not have all things. You can't buy them. You can't get them. You can be a multimillionaire, and you cannot buy the all things that I'm talking about. So if you're here today, and during worship, God was kind of stern on you, and you know you need to be born again, you're going to get an opportunity today, and I'm not even going to, and it is going to, you know, we're just going to, we- no, it's going to be, listen, you need Jesus, and I'm going to get into a little bit more. We all, you know, most of us here saying, amen, yeah, I know that. I need Jesus. But some of you here, you've been, you've been sitting on the fence, you've been waiting, you've been hanging on. Don't any longer, because the, you're going to need the all things going forward in your life. Because when circumstances come, when bad reports come, when evil comes, You've got to know I've got all things that pertain to life on this earth and godliness on this earth. And it's already been established in heaven, so we have it here on earth. And so this word patience, this word patience means steadfastness. I am steadfast no matter how bad things look, no matter how good things look. I'm steadfast. Now, I'm going to read this, and I read it, and I studied it, and I read it, and I still didn't like it. Patience. The ability to take a great deal of punishment from evil people or circumstances without losing one's temper. Well, he lost me right there. Without becoming irritated or angry, or without taking vengeance. Vengeance is mine. God said so. It's not quite the way you're supposed to read that. All right? It includes the capacity to bear pain or trials without complaint, the ability to forbear under severe provocation, and self-control, which keeps one from acting rashly, even though suffering opposition or adversity. (sighs) Now, the usual Hebrew expression for patience is related to the verb to be long and involves the idea of being long to get riled or slow to become angry, like the Lord says, um, be slow to anger. Two different Greek words are translated by King James translators with the word patience. One of the words has the idea of remaining firm under tests and trials, but is better translated endurance or steadfastness under trials. All right? Patient or being calmness of spirit. Is a Greek word which relate is related to the Hebrew. So again, this patience thing, there is a key to this patience things. I believe our faith in Christ can produce patience. Okay. Now, what is the big fight? If we have all things, the big fight is walking in all things. Not that you don't have them, but sometimes we've just gotta we've got to find it. And sometimes you've got to learn how to use it. See, faith that produces peace, and I believe that that's, um, that produces, ah, faith that produces patience will produce fruit. And what, I want you to think about this. Now, we know the enemy rages in all kinds of areas. But the one thing that, this kind of, I had an aha moment. The one thing, I believe it takes wisdom to be patient. And it says in James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, it goes right along right after this. It says, let him ask of God who gives liberally without reproach and it will be given to him. I believe we've got to have wisdom to walk in this peace because it takes a lot of wisdom sometimes to know when to shut your mouth and then when to speak as well. Because this word of God can do two things. It can heal people or it can destroy people. Depends on how you swing it. Depends on what attitude you have when you swing it. Depends on what you're trying to do with it. It's not going to return void. That is sure. But it takes wisdom. And so here's what it says. So I believe, what do we need this wisdom to be patient for? In Galatians 5:22 and 23, it's the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Is there anybody in this room that doesn't wake up every day and the enemy absolutely tries to destroy those things in your life? I get up in the morning and listen. I, I, I probably should not say this publicly, but I'm a pastor. I wake up in the morning and I've got to tell you, I don't like anybody. I know it's shocking. And not only that, not only do I not like anybody, I don't want to talk to anybody, and I don't want to make one more decision. My wife will come to me and she'll say, honey, and I'll say, if you're asking me to make a decision, don't do it, woman. Do not do it. Now is not a good time. What is the enemy trying to do? He's trying my peace. If he can get my peace, he can get my joy. If he gets my joy, he gets everything else. Then then what is he fighting against? I mean, how many, the enemy comes and tries to steal love? He tries to tell you, well, I'll convince you, you're not loved by anybody or even God himself. Why? Joy. How many times he try to steal your joy? Constantly, every day. Listen, you know that the enemy is working on you, and I know I've got to work on this one again. I shared this last week. You blow up the, you, you, you blow through Burger King. They get a Coke Icy, and they pull you up to the curb, and I'm like, how much does it take to pull a lever for the love of God? <laughs> and all of a sudden, i got to fight for my peace and my joy? So I know how the enemy works, and he's, but see, I've got all things to overcome that. It's just a matter of making sure I've got the wisdom to allow that peace so that I can walk in what I'm supposed to be walking in. The, the spirit and those are the fruits, of it, and that's and listen, are we perfected in that? We are in Christ, but I got to put my flesh down a lot because listen, you're battling two men. I don't care what you say, the Holy Spirit and your spirit, the flesh, if you will. And that's a constant fight. Who wants control? Who are we giving control to? See, we need that peace that produces this fruit, and we need to have that patience and. The thing of it is, is I look at each one of those things are the fruits of the Spirit. If you apply patience to every one of them, they go much easier. It's much easier to, to love when you can be patient. It's much easier to have your peace when you know that, you know what, I don't have to make it happen, Lord, I'm just going to have... And this is hard. This long-suffering thing is hard for people that are hard-charging, get-it-done-yesterday people. Sometimes we just have to wait and be patient on Him. Because one thing I know about the Lord, He is never late. But I am going to ask Him when I get to heaven, about why couldn't you have been just a little bit earlier? He's never late, but He's none too early in my opinion. I'm like, you know, Lord, this would have been good six months ago. This would have been good a week ago. This would have been great an hour ago before I blew up. See, it's going to take some wisdom and the fruits of the Spirit will manifest. I'll tell you what, it takes patience to have self-control. And But here's the thing, every one of these things, it is a fight to find the patience to allow those things to manifest. It's a fight. Because I'll tell you what, you get pulled over to the curb at the fast food restaurant and these um, things come because you got things to do. You're in a hurry. you got this going, oh, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Wait a second. Can I be patient? I'll just be patient. Let me take a deep breath and be patient. And allow God to do what he needs to do. Well, I feel like the Lord almost said that it was just to share what you hunger for. You yeah. hunger for spiritual things, or if you're hungry, if you're hungry for worldly things. To oh, absolutely. That's, that's extremely biblical. You know, meditate on what's right, what is good, you know. Um, but it's really easy because, and I'll just say flat out, we as Christians, we're really good at finding what your fault is. And we're really good at finding your fault. and We're really good at focusing on your fault. You, you can, you know, I mean, listen, take the speck out of your own, you know, get the logging camp out of your own eye before you start looking at your brother's problem, okay. Now, we're real good. Yeah, logging camp. You're real good at pointing out what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. They could do ten things great. And listen, raising children is, is great. You know, because I, I was not necessarily easy on my children. I wasn't harsh. But, you know, one day my son said, Dad, I can do 25 things right, and you find the one thing that I do wrong. And that's all I ever hear about, that one thing, that one thing. And I'm like, yeah, but you did it wrong. And then I kind of stepped back and I said, you know, maybe I need to look at this a little different. That's why I can say, people could run around looking for the Antichrist all day long. Well, oh, I think it's going to be this, and I think it's going to be him, and I think it's going to come from this country, and I think it's going to be this. I don't care. I'm going to focus on Jesus Christ. I'm going to walk with him. And when the Antichrist shows up, we'll knock his head off. I'm not a, I'm not a scared. But... This patience, if we want to be complete, we're going to have to be patient. We're going to have to be. And that is going to be something that sometimes God's got to work into us maybe. But I'm going back to all this. Now, I want to go to Matthew 28. Matthew 11, 28 says, Come to me, all you who are laboring and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. See, even when we are tested... We've got a place of peace and a rest, and we can be patient in that, knowing that he's given us all things that relate uh, to, to godliness, to life and godliness. He's given us all these things. Basically, what we need to do is be patient and allow them to manifest in our lives. But what we do is we see a situation, we don't put God in it at all. We just say, this is what I've got to do. I know what to do. Yeah, you may know what to do. Maybe you need to step back and check with the Lord and say, what should I do? I know how to do a lot of things. I know how to take bolts out of motors, and I know how to this and that, but I can't put it back together. I best step back and say, Lord, what should I do? You know what the Lord would say? Don't touch the bolt in the first place. Don't touch it. But bless God, I can do Things and then all of a sudden, the manly pride wells up, you know? And I and listen, I get this. Because my wife, we got married. We got married on October 5th. It was, I had to think for a minute. October 5th, because it was the first day of duck season. And I was like, great. You had to pick the weekend opening duck season and get married. Well, she grew up as a duck hunter. So we went duck hunting. And i got to point to this, really. And so the next weekend, we came home. That Saturday, we went duck hunting. Got the ducks out there, had her little blind. We were sitting in the boat, and first light comes, and here comes a couple of ducks, man. I'm like, honey, here they come. Bang, bang! Two ducks down. I hadn't even got my gun on my shoulder. She shot them both. That was the last day that we hunted together. The audacity. But see, the thing of it is, the pride in me says, you know. I'm the man. I should have been knocking down the ducks. Who cares who got the duck? We got to eat duck. My my, my whole point in that is don't think that just because you know how to do something that you should do it. Check with the Lord. I mean, I know how to make, well, let me me rephrase that. If somebody gave me a, a bun coffee maker and said make coffee, I was clueless. But I mean, I, I, I know how to use a Keurig machine. That doesn't mean I'm ready to be a barista. Oh my. Or is it a baristo? Okay, I'm a man. I get that confused. I don't want to confuse anybody, you know, around here. Um, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. How many times do we really step back and say, Lord, show me? But instead, we charge right in. Because why? This whole patience word. And let me tell you what, I don't like it. I don't like that word. I understand the, the, the long standing or, you know, when things come, am I getting upset? Listen, this is an area that God's got to get a hold of us because things that are coming down the pipe, listen, we've got to grow because it's not going to get easier out there. It's not. Now, in the Lord, man, I'm I'm trusting God, and we're going to be powerful, and God's going to move, and and I I see great, great harvest coming. I see all those things, but it is not going to be without persecution. It's not going to be just this easy little pretty thing. It's going to get pretty, it's going to get very, put it this way, it's going to be very defined. Are you a Christian or are you not a Christian? And there's not going to be any gray area, and people are going to know. And you know whether you realize it or not, right now, right now, in the world, you, Christian, are all the problem. You're the reason that everything is not right. Okay? So, I guess I'm just going to be not right with Jesus in the sight of the, in the world, and I'm okay with that. But if we go to him, his burden is easy and light. And I'll tell you what, with a light burden, I can be patient. But it's got to be in him. So let me come all the way back, and believe it or not, I'm winding her down. I see the airport. I see the landing field. It starts with faith. But to have faith, you've got to know Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you can't have any of the things that I'm talking about here, folks. So my challenge today is if you don't know Jesus, you better get to know him. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you don't know. You do not know your days on this earth. A friend of mine, long, long, long friend of mine, some of you know him, Kelly Odish, died yesterday. Yep. Been a friend for 27 years. He knew Jesus Christ. So am I sad that he's gone? Absolutely. He's born again in heaven. No questions asked. Did he have some good days in his life? Yeah. Did he have some bad ones? Yeah. He didn't know he was going to die yesterday. Had no idea. Got up in the morning. Everything was great. About 2.15 in the afternoon. Passed out. Wife did CPR. She was talking to EMS on the phone. Kind of came to and said, who are you talking to? I said, well, EMS. He says, well, how come? Well, you passed out. I passed out. Passed out again and was gone. Now, as sad as I am about that, it's it's hard to be destroyed because I know where he's at. And let me tell you, in his life, he had the opportunity to walk in all things because he knew Jesus. He didn't know Jesus. He wouldn't have walked in this life with all things to be able to overcome things. And he'd be in hell today because it is a real place. Contrary to what some preachers like to tell you today, there is a hell and people are going there. That don't know Jesus Christ. Let me make sure we have understand, we're clear about that. Is it his desire? Anybody goes there? Absolutely none. He wants all to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We get to choose. So we have a choice to make. You have a choice to make. And, and listen, I am not into trying to manipulate you, trick you, or strong arm you into the kingdom. My job is to open the door and say, Come, invite you. But I'm going to tell you don't ever, don't leave here today saying, I wasn't given an opportunity, I wasn't told. Because you can't say that anymore. It's vitally important. People, you've got to understand that it is through salvation that we have these all things. We talk a lot about the blessings of God, and we talk about troubles, and we talk about, and and I do my best to try to disciple you to walk in the ways of God. But there's a reality. Without Jesus Christ, nothing, none of these things are yours. It's through him. And once you get born again, then guess what God's going to do? He's going to start correcting things in your life. He's going to start leading you in directions. There's going to be some things that you're going to have to let go of. Um, You know, you're going to have to start learning how to be self control and and learn how to have peace. But he's given you all things to be able to do that. But so many times, I don't know about you. He's given us all things, but sometimes we don't use them. And I'll give you a perfect example. Just the other day, I had a, a flathead screw that I needed to screw in. Well, my flathead screwdriver was downstairs in the basement. So what did I do? I grabbed a butter knife. And I grabbed the butter knife, and it's slipping, and I'm I'm getting aggravated, and it's slipping, and it's slipping, and I'm like, this stupid screw. You're the one doing it with the wrong tool, idiot. Take three minutes. Be patient. Walk downstairs, get the screwdriver, and go... And guess what? I've even got one down there that's got a little button that'll do it automatically. (laughs) See, that's the Holy Spirit screwdriver. The one that's filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, you got the regular ones and then the ones with the Holy Spirit got, they're automatic, man. They got the power. (laughs) And so I got it. That was easy. But instead, I did it my And I frustrated because I wasn't using the tools that I had been provided by God. Because why? I wasn't patient. I know how to do this. Grab a butter knife. And, you know, they're rounded, and it slips, and it's just, it was, hey. You know, and then the, of course, then, you know, then my wife gets the things out of, you know, she's washed. She said, what happened to the end of this butter knife? (laughs) Ask Hope. I saw it laying on the floor. I don't know, maybe the dog was chewing on it. I don't know. <laughs> well, you <well>, oh, know, yeah. <laughs> I repented immediately when I was caught. But maybe I need to repent before you're caught. That would be better. It'd be better not to do it. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Of before. I think I gave this analogy for when I was in the Navy, I got trained in gas turbine engines. And it's funny with a gas turbine engine. We had two gas turbine engines on our ship. Both of them could pump out 22,000 horsepower apiece. Wow. Right. So sometimes that patience and self-control, there's no stopping it in this You have to stop it before it starts, or else there's no stopping it. Amen. So, my whole point with all that was, right now, today, if you need Jesus Christ in your life, you haven't made that commitment, or you aren't, where you need to be, then today is the day that you need to go ahead and make a commitment. And I'm, I'm challenging you hard on this. Why? Because... I don't want you to just all of a sudden something happened and you're gone and you go to a Christless eternity because nobody ever said, nobody ever challenged you, nobody ever gave you an invitation. So that's you. It's a simple thing. Lord, yeah, I need you in my life to take my sin so I can go to heaven and be my Lord to help me and give me all things so he can move that U-Haul up Put it in your life and say, I've given you all things. Now you can walk it out. Is it a fight? Yes. Is it a process? Yes. You're going to know how to use all the tools right away? Probably not. If I went to a construction site, I know about the tools. I may not be able to use them all perfectly, but I could learn. But they're mine. I've already got them. If That's you today. I want you to just raise a hand right now. And we're going to pray. Let me praise God. I see that hand. Anybody else? Another hand. Praise God. If if you need to to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, then you raise that hand right now. Keep it up. Because I want you to understand, everybody. Okay, I got your hands. Good. You can put them down now. Because everybody here is excited. All heaven is getting ready to rejoice when you make a confession of faith. And let me tell you something. If you can't do it, in a church where people love Christ and love the you and want Christ in you, don't tell me you're going to walk out these doors and walk it or live it or believe it. Because it's, it's hard out there. And the, the miracle that's getting ready to take place, and just as a side note, our God is a miracle-working God still today. My stepmother died. What day was it? Wednesday? Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Thursday. She went in for some neck surgery. She died. They brought her back twice. She went in. She had pneumonia. And again, I'm not trying to scare anybody about having surgery. She had some neck surgery. And, but there was a whole bunch of things. They pulled the, the ventilator off her for, you know, after the surgery, and she coded. They did CPR, brought her back. She coded again, did CPR, brought her back. She's going home today but God. Now, this is a a born-again woman. Now, there's people around here that aren't. I got on the horn and I said, you had better recognize the miracle-working hand of God while you still have an opportunity. Because God just showed himself in a mighty, powerful way. And if you want to ignore that, good luck. It's on you now. I made it extremely clear to the people that I was talking to I, via phone, obviously. I was, I was I was, making arrangements to fly down there. I wouldn't have been here today. But they said they put her in a a, a coma. They brought her out of the coma. And they said, we're going to take the tube out. We're going to see what happens. And I knew when I got the call, just I kind of knew in my spirit, no, she's going to be okay. You know, now, and so, and when I prayed, with my dad and the people around on speakerphone, that's how I prayed. And she came, she, and, and she's going home today. The next surgery, she's got zero pain. Um, obviously, she's a little bit sore because they, they wrecked her pretty good with CPR. You know, got to hurt you to save you. <laughs> but what if, just going in for a simple surgery, she doesn't, she doesn't come back? She was going to heaven. Does every person in here know that? If you don't, you need to. So, here's what I want you to do. If you raised your hand, please stand up for me. Be bold. Be bold. I'm not trying to... Go ahead, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. And we're going to pray with you. Okay? And if, if I get a couple of gals, just to get around here. Tiff, go ahead. Would you please? Because I want you to know... You are not alone. You may have felt alone in your life, but you are not alone anymore. And you're getting ready to, to pray this prayer. You've got a whole family of God, and you've got all of heaven. Amen? All right. Go ahead and help this one out, too. Somebody give me a couple of you gals, college girls. You guys, you, guys, you know your business. Just get around her. And, and we're going we're gonna to pray with them, Okay? And here's all I want you guys to do. Just, just after I say it, when I say it, okay, I'm going to say it, and when I say it, then you say it, okay? When I say it, then you say it, all right? So just say this. Dear Jesus, I come to you today, and I ask you to come into my life to be my Lord, To be my Savior. savior. Lord, I know that you died for my sin. That you you rose again. again. And yet you're at the right hand of the Father. Father. Lord, I submit my life to you. you. And I confess with my mouth mouth that you are Lord Lord. and you are Savior in my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now listen, before you get out of here, I've got something for you. i got something for you to start reading. Now listen, some of you folks that know this gal, get around her. Contact her. Call her. Let her know, hey, I'm here for you. 'Cause she's gonna now we've gotta help disciple her, help walk her walk this thing out. Amen. Is that your niece? That's all I'll say. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And I want to I thank the body of Christ for being the body of Christ. And when a prayer request goes out, don't think that, well, I'm just insignificant. My prayers don't matter. Your prayers matter. Every one of them matters. You are an absolute miracle answer to prayer. You are. And we love you. You're an answer to prayer. I don't even know how to close this. I'm just, I'm so blessed and so humbled and so thrilled and so excited and all these things all at one time. I'm just going to stand up here and cry for a little while. So I'm just going to pray and release you guys. And I'm just going to marvel at God that, in a simple prayer, He can bring people from darkness to light. Now you've got all things, honey. All things are yours. You're complete. You don't lack anything. So, Father, I pray over these people right now. I thank you, Lord, for a glorious day in you, that you orchestrated it all. And we just thank you. And we glorify you and we honor you today. Pray for your blessings over these people as they go. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hey.